Hey guys, and welcome to the Get Life Podcast. Today, we're joined by a couple of people, just random just random people, really. It doesn't really matter who we're talking to today, uh, but we're joined um, by Nathan. Nathan, which company are you from again? I'm, uh, I'm from Koetema, Koetema Europe, and I do the PR and marketing. I'm not cool. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So we're here at their office. This is actually, I think, the first time. We're not actually in the office. We're in a meeting room. Yeah, we're we're here today to talk about Koei. It's I believe it's going to be their fortieth birthday this year, July twenty fifth. So basically, we're here. We're going to talk about everything Koei. You guys have requested it, and it's been it's been a long time in the making, I would say. And before we start this, I just wanted to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by Crunchyroll. You guys can go and check out Crunchyroll for a. We've got fourteen day. Uh, if you sign up for Crunchyroll premium using our code crunchroll.com forward slash kunai before we start we want to extend our thanks to koei for all the awesome games past 40 years and stuff we'd like to thank nathan pr manager at koei europe because you know he's taken the time out of his day to talk to us and i really do appreciate that and thank you very much our first interview on this podcast first ever interview with anyone was with chin from koei so it's nice that we, we've come back to koei and we were really dedicated in just, just <laughs> talking to koei and just okay let's get right into the questions Let's talk about the releases that are, that have happened this year as well as last year, 2017. Just give us a quick run through and what those games are like, and then we'll talk about each one of them. Is there pressure to do this in release order? No. Because <laughs> yeah, I feel like <laughs> it needs to be in like alphabetical. Um, okay, so from last year. So we started off last year with Shelly Platts, Atelier Shelly Platts and Levita. Uh, then Atelia Ferris, The Alchemist and the Mysterious Journey. Uh, just afterwards, Berserk and the Band of the Hall, Tokadon 2, Samurai Warriors, Spirit of Sanada, or San- uh, Sanada Maru. Um, we then had, oh, it's on my head, Blue Reflection, yeah. Knights of Azure 2. We had Neo on PC, cool. And then we've had this year with, obviously, Dynasty Warriors 9, and now AO. We've had two really nice big titles at the beginning of 2018 to kind of ease us into the, the new year. So I just wanted to know, is there anything <laughs> there is so uh, next next Friday the 30th we have Atelia Lydian Swell The Alchemist and the Mysterious Paintings which is the final entry into the Mysterious sub-series for Gust and then we also have just announced Warriors Orochi 4 which will be coming sometime this year so yeah it's pretty cool we, uh, we announced it at the Omega Force concert they had in Japan on Saturday and it's really cool it's, yeah it's good it's, it's nice so I, I really wanted to get into the 2017 releases because I really enjoyed some of them so the ones that I played really I didn't get mm. to play all of them but Tokiden 2 was amazing mm, yeah I really love the open world in that and it just it was such a good compliment Tokiden Kiwami it was just a good game all around amazing game what other games were they oh, you just mentioned them I forgot <laughs> Sanadamaru that's amazing <laughs> was like the best character I've ever seen from the Samurai Warriors series. He was just the real OG. Yeah. Like it was about time he like became an actual character in the game in my opinion and it was just like the perfect entry point for him. Yeah, it's just disrespect for that game. You know, I I like that game. It was quite nice. It, it kind of gave me a Tokiden feel only because of, you know, gathering and then that kind of open world aspect, you know, running from one battlefield yeah. to the other. It was quite nice. It was very refreshing for a Samurai Warriors game. Mm. I don't know. I just I really liked it. Cinematics were nice. Usually when you get like a sort of a spin-off sort of like series, it's like, okay, this is just a filler game. It was not like that. Yeah. It just wasn't like that. It was just, it was just so good. I just can't, I can't explain it. I don't have any other words for it. I just really enjoyed it. It felt like another, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the story kind of, the story focused version was really interesting. It's something that hadn't really been properly done before. I really liked it. It was good. I had a lot of fun with that game. It was, it was really cool. I think 
We have the Samurai Warriors anime. That was that was awesome. <laughs> Just, guys, you need this. <laughs> what if we get like a thousand likes on this podcast? <laughs> do we do it by likes? <laughs> what do we measure by? <laughs> Downloads? <laughs> Live up to Chin's legacy. What's this all about? You can't do this to me. <laughs> don't know if I can be better than Chin. <laughs> no, I don't think, well, I don't want to say I don't think anyone is better than Chin. He's a human being at the end of the day. But I think he's doing really well. And we're Props really impressed with everything that we've been doing so far. So I, I, I can speak Japanese. We're all weeps here, guys. Guys, just from Japanese. What else? There were some really nice games as well. I think the main one that kind of is engraved into my mind was Blue Reflection. Mm. And that game was just, to me, it seemed like at first when you suggested that we, we get like review copies for it, I thought, what the fuck is this game? <laughs> it, 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 feel, it felt like, I didn't know what it was, so I, I searched it, and I was like, oh no, it's one of those games with anime girls, and I, I thought it was something different like than what it was. I thought it was going to be something like Senran Kagura, and it was just like, oh. Yeah, like it was going out in my head, I was like, yeah. Uh, but but it was really nice. It was really refreshing. It kind of to me it had this persona vibe to it, uh, in the sense that it's set in a high school. You're going through these girls' uh, lives and their experiences and their problems, and it's like wow, Koei knows. Like I'm not a girl, but I, I felt I felt really like upset, and I was just like, man, these these girls have like depression, and they have like all, like I thought it was like oh we got problems with our boyfriends, eh. but no, there's like serious issues, serious issues raised by this game. I don't mean like that. I mean like sometimes with certain Japanese games, they 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 hit on the stereotypes. Yeah. But this game just done such a service to humanity, <laughs> and I think it, it's it's a very human game, mm. like very relatable. Even me as a male, I related to the game a lot, and I was like, wow, I feel. It really, it really hit school life. I think everyone that's been to school can like relate to Blue Reflection in some way. Like kind of just the the way the the game works, the way kind of the after class friendship systems, the problems they have at school. I think even if you're not a girl, you're a guy, you can all kind of relate to that kind of general feel of the game. But yeah, obviously, it was really nice. It was, it was a nice it was a nice approach for Gus, because obviously we have the Atelier games normally. I think it was a nice difference having a school space system instead of, you know, games like new to work with, I think. Which is... I, what, I, what I enjoyed mainly about it was also the battle system. The music was just so cool. Everything about the game was just amazing. It, like, you go into it not expecting anything, and then it's like, wow, this game really surprised me. I'm, I'm very impressed, and I was like, to this day, I actually play that game. Like, I don't, like, it doesn't really have much replay value, but it's like, I want to start the whole story again. I want to play it again, and like, I don't know. There's something about it. It's just so well-designed as well, and the scenery looks great. It's just a great game. You, you've probably seen my review on it. It's just amazing, and we'll do an episode specifically about Blue Reflection because I think it's a game everyone needs to play some, sometime in their life. And if there's a sequel, I would be very happy. Because um, this, I don't know, this game changed my life. What else? What other games was there? We, we have Neo on PC. That, that, that's a re-release, correct? So yeah, it came out on PS4 in February, uh, published by Sony. Mm. So we were the developer. And we released it ourselves and published ourselves in November. I had to think about that one. Yeah, November on PC. So that was the... The entire package, that was all the DLC packaged in, and I had the complete Neo collection. And that's really cool. I mean, if you like Massacre games, it's good fun. If you don't, it's a challenge. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Like, going into, like, a Massacre game 
has like just a general action hacker so slash fanboy. Kind of I haven't played it, but from okay. what I know, mm. it, it's kind of like that. It has like the Dark Souls esque vibe, I suppose. Obviously, you know, you have you kind of die and you have to kind of repeat yeah. that and get get that challenge of trying to work out what's the best way to defeat people. Mm. I think I don't know. It feels like it goes beyond that a little bit. Um, there's, it has a lot kind of more of a focused story. Um, unlike Dark Souls, I don't play Dark Souls very much. I can't comment fully on this. But yeah, obviously, it has like a very focused story. You follow William as he sets off from England. Um, it was like a really nice Tower of London battle scene at the beginning, yeah. and then you go to Japan as he becomes a samurai and learns the ways of the Japanese, which is you, really cool. You know, I, I find his story very interesting, and it's not necessarily from knowing anything about the game. It was actually playing All Stars. Yeah, he was. And an All-Stars. he was in All Stars, and all of his lines are in English, and it was so cool. It's just like you, you don't expect it, and it's just like whoa, he's speaking, guy's speaking English, and he's like, I don't know, it was cool. Especially his interactions with other characters, and that's another yeah. thing I really liked about All Stars, and it's also something that I like about Orochi 4, which we really, we don't know anything about. I like it already. I can tell you. I'm sold. I'm, as soon as I saw that 4, I was like, whoa, numbers. <laughs> Facebook, it's like I just woke up and all of a sudden I was like, Why is it Rachi 4? Why is it Rachi 4? I was like, I could barely even open my eyes at that moment to see like what's going on. I even see the release, I all just see everyone's like panic and get excited over where it's Rachi 4, which is fair enough. The previous I, I think it's because Orochi 4 is a game that means a lot to a lot of people. It's like it brought in a lot of different fans. Like, the, I remember Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors fans. They never used to play each other's games. They were like, no, I'm Samurai Warriors guy. I'm a Dynasty Warriors person, blah, blah, blah. And we used to be those people. I think that, brought, that game brought me into Samurai Warriors, to be fair. If I had not had, if I had not played, because I, I used to be only like Dynasty Warriors, and like, mm. even before then, wasn't really into DOA either. I feel like as soon as I played Warriors Orochi, like, three, yeah, Warriors Orochi three, three, the first installment of it, I was like, okay, so this is Yukimura. This is Keiji Maida. This is, like, Kasumi when I played Ultimate. And I was like, I really need to get into these games. I really enjoyed it as well. It's like it's a good like place to start up and yeah. just like realize other like sort of games that Koei has as well. It's a good start a point, an entry yeah. point. What would be really interesting though is if no one's really like into obviously if you've got the people who are more into the Warriors series, if you managed to include maybe like one or two Titans in there, you know, like an Eren Jaeger. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. There are characters in or in the past Orochi games that are a massive, like the Hydra. That's a, like a big yeah, boss. Like yeah. you, you could. Oh but at the same time, it's like there's there's a licensing issue with that because it's not it's not Koei's thing, is it? Yeah, Legend of Zelda characters, which Koei has done before. No, no, not in not in the original game. Very specifically in Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. That's another thing. Hyrule Warriors is just such a nice game as well. A lot of people were were shocked that such a game could exist. Like, uh, let's be real. A lot of people kind of are very harsh on Koei for like hack and slash and saying it's very repetitive and things. But I I would say uh, you see those same people playing Hyrule Warriors and like this game's amazing. And to be honest, it is. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of the other games that brought a lot of people into the Dynasty Warriors franchise. Anything with the Warriors name on it, it's just. Obviously, we had um, we had Fire Emblem Warriors last year, and then we've had Hyrule Warriors and Dragon Quest Heroes, and all these games just draw in bigger audiences. They try it out because it's their favorite franchise, yeah. and then they're like, "Oh, I want some more of that. That was cool." And then Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors are just waiting, <laughs> waiting to be loved in the background, <laughs> and they they come over. But no, I mean, I, th- I think that's what's nice about it because a lot of like friends played Fire Emblem uh, Warriors with me, and then they realize afterwards that these games are really cool. They yeah. just hadn't given them the light of day, and that's nice. I think that's nice that we can get people in with wider audiences. I suppose. Finally, it's obviously based on like a real story. But if you've got like a bit of dance and a bit of laughter in there, like I don't know, with Magawichi being 
the flirty person yeah. he is and all that stuff. You like you recreate the person's like personality or the characteristics as well, even though it's slightly different, yeah. but to make them a bit more lovable as well. At the same time, it's like for example, I can't remember what it was. I was like, I don't. Try, I'm trying to be so careful not to give out any dice scores, like spoilers away. But it's like you see it happen in the cutscene, and you're like, did this actually happen in real life? And you sort of like, I don't want to say Wikipedia, but yeah, you sort of Wikipedia, and you find out, oh my god, this is like did really happen. It's like really interesting to see like the realistic bits like come to life in the video game. Like you're sort of living history again. That's what I like about it. Yeah. There's a lot more references in the Orochi franchise as well because you get like more opportunity to flesh out characters and such. So. I remember in Samurai Warriors, basically, you had like Mitsunari and your, your si- I can't pronounce his name. I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. Guy, I <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. That's like, <laughs> you know, the guy wearing all the linen and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, like, you had him there. This is around the time when Hideyoshi had, like, sort of not conquered all of Japan, but, like, yeah. sort of was almost there of unification. And he's drinking out of, like, the little teacup. And all you see is, like, he shares it with Yot- Yotshigu. I can't pronounce his name. That did happen in real life. Well, it's, or maybe it might be a tale, but I read it somewhere, like, he actually drank from the same cup as him, even though it's, like, he's got, you know, leprosy and stuff. Exactly. The interesting thing is, if we don't see that scene, if we don't see that scene in Orochi 4, I'll be upset. Because it's like Orochi 4 is all about fan service, and I'm people are gonna go crazy for the fans. There was so much fan service in All Stars, and there was like yeah, I, there was, was like thirty characters in All Stars or forty characters in All Stars. So, and it's crazy. So imagine, I I, I doubt Orochi 4 will remove characters, but it was thirty characters. Like there's like. How many characters in Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors? How do you only manage to pick 30 characters? I mean, I can't talk for the dev team, obviously, because they do, they do a lot of hard work on that. It's tough, because they have to obviously get the favourite characters, and if they take favourite characters, it leaves out other people's favourite characters. But, you know, in Japan, they have a lot of polls and quizzes which help them I mean, determine who's the best. Oh, prepped as Aoyun. You can't hear him. You can't hate him. You have to love. He is good, and I, I like playing as him. And I think Warriors of Stars was like really unique for the team because we even had like Atelier guys. And we had to make sure the best Ateliers were in there. I don't know. It was, it was cool. I liked it. I thought they did a good roster for that one. From from what I know, that the the characters' rosters are just very nice. Like it's you got Hayabusa, you got Kasumi. They took. I think Ayane was taken as well in the game oh no she's in the game right and then you got mari rose and you got honoka you got you got characters from every game which is just it's nice and you also got original characters like the furries they call them the furries online i don't know if you've played the game but it's like the foxes and dogs and stuff and they're like kind of like you know in orochi you got like snake characters you you see what i mean the same sort of thing for me it felt like a precursor to orochi 4 like it felt like I thought at first I didn't expect Orochi 4's announcement. I thought this was going to replace Orochi 4 and just we'll see in All Stars 2, All Stars 3, etc. Because the story was quite nice. Do you know what I like about Warriors Orochi as well? Mm. The mystic characters where you had like people like Shuchin Doji. I can't... Doji. Say, like, like you had all these like cool characters as well and it's just like mm. Ka- Kagawa. Yeah, but I yeah. think that was a, an Orochi 3 yeah. thing. Because to be honest... Have, I don't think there is... Yeah, I think it's called Mystic Heroes. It was an it was a PS2 game. I, I don't know if you remember. It's really old. You might have it in the office somewhere, but it's a really old game. So they they took some characters from there, like the guy with the cloud. 
Suwakong. But a, a lot of them are taken from like mythical story, Journey to the West or, you know, Story of Creation in Japan and stuff like that. So I, I don't work for Koei, so I can't really say anything because I don't know anything. But if, if I was to make a guess, I would say that they're going to continue doing that because they're not going to remove characters. That would just be a shit thing. Even Hyper and even Ultimate introduced more characters in. Uh, more mythical characters from Chinese mythology. I'm thinking, looking at the teaser, and I don't like to analyze teasers, but it, it looks like a, not like a Colosseum, what do you call it, mausoleum or something? Like a Greek-type building. It makes me think that there's going to be more God. I want to see Izanagi. I want to see Izanami. I, I want to see the whole thing, because you've already got Suzano and Orochi, and there's that whole story. Uh, Achilles is from a game that we don't want to mention. Warriors, Legends of Troy, I think that... It was, it was an alright game. I think he, he kind of redeemed himself in that game. It's, the studio is shut down, isn't it? It's Koei Canada. No? Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. They're with Harambe now. <laughs> the team will still exist, though. They're still part of uh, KTHQ now. So they're, they're, they're all, yeah, they're exist. all in Japan. They exist. I work with some of the guys on the oh, PRN yeah. still. They're all there. The dev teams are there. They're great guys. But they just shut down the studio. Uh, yeah, they, they, they moved back to uh, Japan and started working there. I think it was maybe easier. I'm not sure how it really fully worked. I wasn't actually around at that point, but I got stories. They took me out They took me out for sake, and I was like, I love you guys already. <laughs> just, just a bit of sake, and that's what I need. Going on to the next question, because we've spent all of our time on one question about the releases. Kevin, uh, recently I got him to Dynasty Warriors. A lot of the people within our team didn't like Dynasty Warriors. They, they, they had preconceptions. Dynasty Warriors, people are like, oh, it's a button mashing game, blah, blah, blah. And I love Dynasty Warriors, so I have to just defend it. I got him into Dynasty Warriors 8 around the time it came released on PC because yeah, he's a PC yeah. gamer. He was really impressed by it, and he was just a big fan of Jinkai. And I don't, I don't get it. Jinkai is just like, She ugh. had so much more of a story in Dynasty Warriors 5, didn't she, rather than 8? She did, because she was a new character to Dynasty well, Warriors 5. He, but... he, he likes Dynasty Warriors 8. Imagine if you play like the previous installments yeah. and she was just fresh and like... Fresh in the realm. She's a different, completely different character to that. Like, the weapons changed. Her personality she changed was, as well. <laughs> but she, she does remind me of Zhang Fei's wife a lot. But yeah. No, I mean, previously. In Dynasty Warriors 5, reminds me a lot of uh, Zhang Fei's wife in um, Dynasty Warriors 9. But anyway, I don't want to get into that. But it's... You'll see if you if you play back Dynasty Warriors 5 again, they have very similar characters. In terms of their personality, and you can see, oh... They're related. Like, you can see the relation there. Kevin liked Jinkai, and I don't understand why, because Jinkai is just... There's better, there's better characters than Jinkai. And I'm just like... Wang Yuanji. Best girl. We know that. But there's better characters. Zhang Chunhua. She, she just busts... Yeah, she busts his balls all the time. Like, before he was this ultimate guy, and he was just like, nothing can stop him, except for his wife. Same scene, which is what I saw in Dynasty Warriors 8. He's still like this really heavy kind of guy. Like you can't mess with Sumai. You yeah. just you you don't. But as soon as she comes into the equation, we're there with like bowl of meat buns and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. proper demask. Like, but not necessarily demasculates him, but it humanizes him. He he yeah. seems like he's he becomes this family guy. Like because he has children, but you don't really see him interact with his children until his yeah. wife comes into play, and then you're like, this guy. Um, I think I read this in my real life one time. He he made her like starve for some reason, or like she got really annoyed. Basically, she he must have found out he she murdered one of the like housemaids or something like that because. What? So, okay, so this, I love someone you story by the way. So I think so maybe. Story, I yeah, it's so like <laughs> Sal, Sal wanted to like 
obviously bring him into way, like employ him and whatever. But then he kept saying that like, he was too sick and whatever. And I think one time the rain hit down hard and soaked up all of his art wall scrolls, like one of his scrolls, stuff like that. And then the maid saw him that he was actually well in health. And I think Shang Chunhua noticed and actually like killed the maid. I think later on, like, to basically hide it, because, you know, you don't want to mess with Sao Tzu. Like, if you lie to Sao Tzu, you're done, basically. And I think what happened with that, like, afterwards, he found that and got really annoyed or something like that. And then she must have, like, sought to starve herself and whatever. And her, and her sons actually begged someone to, like, sort of make up with her. I don't know the full story, 100%. So, might be so what you're saying is, <laughs> Sumayi was trying to take time off work because he was ill. I try it every day. Oh, you try it, yeah? <laughs> well, I've tried, you know... Killing the maid, and it doesn't work. If you mess with Sato, got the wrong side of him, you're done. Yeah, that's your life. You that mean cow cow? Yes, cow cow. Uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, back, back to um, back to the whole Jin Kai thing. Do you agree with Kevin's statement? Oh, oh young Kevin. Wang Yu Anjie. Suck on that, Kevin. You know, I've been saying Wang Yu Anjie's best character. Forever, since she was introduced in Dinosaur Warriors 7, and, you know... No one gives Yu Ying any love anymore. She was like a uh, boss character in Dinosaur Warriors 4 and 5. You know what I think it is? I think yeah. Yu Ying, they tried to just make her look so good. Yeah. And it's... She's supposed to be ugly. Like, no offense. No, it's, it's she's not like in, in history, yeah. She's like ugly because she has yellow skin and all that. But, that's not but she's really smart. But she's really smart. And that's why Zhuge Liang married her. Because it was the brain. You you mentioned Wang Yuanji, but Wang Yuanji's best girl or favorite character? Oh, you put him on the spot now. This is a, this is a hard one. No, um, we'll go with, we'll go with best girl. I I do as much as it's gonna be like super mainstream. Prefer Lubu as like my main main boy, my main boy. He was like one of the characters when I was growing up. I was just like, he is so cool. Like I'm not scared of that guy. I want to be that guy. <laughs> I mean, looking back, I don't want to be that guy. I but I mean, <laughs> looking back. <laughs> yeah, well, I, so. I see the appeal with Lubu because with in the past games you had to work hard just to get Lubu. Mm. Like you have to unlock every character before you get to Lubu and things like that. It was a reward. Hmm? It was a reward. It was a reward to be OP. Was a reward. Although I'm not a fan of Lubu, I prefer Zhao uh, Zhou Yu. Zhou Yu, my guy, Zhou Yu. Like, I loved his story, and I'm... Oh, I don't want to give away spoilers and Dinosaur Warriors 9, but it's sort of been like... Don't spoil. I haven't, I haven't played Okay, okay, yet. pass the mic, pass the mic. I haven't played his story yet because I don't like his weapon. I don't like the stick, all right? And I've been saying, Koei, you got to change it back and put his sword, but no. But I think Every Dinosaur character gets their weapon back. It's so weird. Like, a bit more justice, to be fair. Mm, you think so? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'll Because for some that. reason, like, you know, the first couple of installments of the game, it was all about Xiao Yu... Xiao... Not Xiao Yu... Um, show you and like Sunset and yeah. like all these yeah. people like it was like really OP for Wu back then. then but I feel like even like now they they're bringing it back to him. It's like he like I, I feel like in between these games, although yeah he was an amazing strategist. I feel like it sort of got forgotten a little bit with all these like new kingdoms and characters. I feel like they did him justice in this game. So you're, what you're saying is that everyone was focused on Wang Yuanji that they forgot about him. Yeah. <laughs> probably that's and probably that's it. Like, the best thing about Dinosaur Warriors Nine is the fact that they're bringing like focus like all the previous characters. Like all these people have like amazing stories, especially like. Sunsur, like the little conqueror, like they brought like focus back onto these like characters you had like from ages ago, like the original characters. But I think that's mainly because, and this is what I like about Dinosaur Warriors Nine, is that they give the opportunity for every character to have the story because it is open world. So you have the the like in in past games you can play as any character in any story mode, and it's just so awkward. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm playing as in like Sumayi in the Battle of Cherbi, which he's not in. 
And it's like you get to play their stories. You get to feel what they're going through. And so far, I've only played South South's storyline because it's just so long. Yeah. And it's, that's what I like about it. You just spend so much time. I like Shao Kang in Mewtwo's story, but I love it. Like, it's just, it's so funny. Shao Kang. Yeah, when, when you meet him, when Shao Kang meets him, I don't know. It's just, it, it brings a bit of humor back into the game. Yeah. 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 Even though he didn't actually exist in real life, I don't whoa, think. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I don't. But there's a there's a lot of. Bear in mind, this game is not based on history. This game is based on on the book, yeah. which is loosely based on real life. So there's a lot of characters that don't exist. Guan Suo, um, Bao Tan Yang, Diao Chan. Guan Suo had like a fine babe somewhere. What? Hashtag fine babe. Some sort of a Diao Chan in the story somewhere. It, it might be the case that Diao Chan wasn't her real name. Apparently there was this girl, like, yeah, they, they were saying that. Apparently there was this girl, possibly Diao Chan or possibly not Diao Chan, tries to get in between. This is like a folk tale, I think. Tries to get in between Lu Bei, Shang Fei, and Guan Yu. I think Guan Yu's um, idea was to actually kill her <laughs> to, like, stop them, you know. Well, Guan Yu used to be a butcher, so <laughs> he, I think he knows how to dispose of a body, right? <laughs> It's a folk tale, though. Like, wait, 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 wait. So you're saying that they were there was a story where Diao Chan was was. So I've got something here. I wasn't supposed to reveal it, but this is Kesen Three. Oh, and you spoke about Diao Chan and Liu Bei. Oh, sorry, Kesen Two. This is Kesen Two. Kesan 3 was Nobunaga and then the first one was the Ayasu but this is Kesan 2 this had the craziest story oh my God. I don't know if you've remembered playing this game as a kid loosely I yeah. playing it's so it's so weird South no 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 no, no. spoilers for this for this 10 year plus old game what's well, more than 10 years almost 20 years old um, it still works still works this is the original copy that we got I still do play this game it's actually one of my favorites but this game Actually, had Lu uh, Lu Bei and Cao Cao as brothers. Yeah. And you didn't find out until the end. And they was like, "I'm brothers with Lu Bei." And Diao Chan loves Lu Bei, but Cao Cao wants to steal Diao Chan. And it actually won IGN Strategy Game of the Year. Um, I can't remember. I think they need to bring back. It was really old. Some someone actually suggested. They said, "When you go and speak to Koei, tell them to bring back Kasen." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I will try." It wasn't. No, it was. It was. It was me. It was actually me. No, it's. <laughs> It was it was Papa Gian on Twitter. He told me, "Tell them to bring back Kassan." I will. Uh, I'll mention it to the team. It's something I've been mentioning so many times. But it, there's other I games that have kind of taken. Nobunaga's ambition is yeah. pretty similar, and then Romance of the Three Kingdoms, and even Bladestorm, Bladestorm yeah. which is pretty similar. Yeah. But this this game I don't think will ever work in, in real life. In this game. Huh? Himiko was in the game. Who's also a character in Orochi? Um, this game was weird. Let's listen. This it's it it's so it's such a weird game. It's like Yu Ying in the game was a weirdo, and then oh my god, do you remember that cutscene when it was like Shang Fei? Like I think May 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 died, and I was even too young to It's so it's so weird. He was drinking wine in the next cutscene and eating this like huge like leg of lamb or something like that. We got really like scared and freaked out. So obviously, were we? How old were we? I think we were six or seven years old when playing this game. And he was depressed, and I'm like, and the next cutscene, he was just eating a 
and we were like, oh, no. oh my god, did he just? Like, it's like a family member of my diet, and then the next time you saw me, I was eating a leg of lamb. You'd assume that I'd like eaten my family. <laughs> Probably. The cutscene was straight after the death, and we were like, "What the hell just happened?" And, and, it, how it, and it didn't, and it didn't help because no, he he was imagining his daughter like because and, so and he's crying, and I'm like, "Is he eating his daughter?" No, but how old were we? We. I think uh, we're old enough no, no, no. I don't. I think we were dumb kids, right? We were, we were like six or seven years old. Like we didn't. Ha- we had vivid imaginations. What time was? What I think two thousand and three. This came came out or something. Or two thousand. Yeah, don't don't eat your children, guys. Two thousand one. So this is even before. So we we were seven when in two thousand and three. We were five. Okay, so three minus two years. Six. We were six. <laughs> we were dumb, man. We we were we were we actually like it's. No, we didn't know. We didn't know until we were eight. <laughs> uh, two years later, but this game had some really nice characters. It had like Bao Tan Yang was in the game. Apparently, Zhang Fei had like three daughters, which was a bit weird because we didn't know about that. But didn't he in, in the previous like Dynasty Warriors? Back when you have like the bodyguards, mm. wasn't there like a couple of bodyguards named after? Yes. Three in, in Dinosaur Wars 4, because this, this came around the same time as Dinosaur Wars yeah. 4 or Dinosaur Wars 5, they named characters from this. I'm guessing it was like to promote the game, eh, by the game, do you know? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. But there's there's some characters that are just so funny. But it, they also use the same voice actors as the Dynasty Warriors franchise, and it was just, it was nice. So, Sao Tao was, I think this is the first game that they called him Sao Tao. I'm not sure. Um, I think it's, it's a nice Enemy game. You, you, it's it's so such a rare game. game. No, we've got tons of the other actually. You champion really? Jockey. Yeah. Champion jockey. Cha- oh, champion jockey! <laughs> Great everyone, game. Everyone, I get certain messages being like, "Can you let me know if there's a new champion jockey?" I'm like, "Like, no, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know." But champion jockey was amazing. It was. I love it. And it's it's a game about racing horses, but it's just so cool. Why wouldn't you want to race? Horses? I don't. I don't. You know what? I don't understand. It was just. It's such an Japanese game and a Japanese idea, but it just went. It was so well executed, and it's just. It was on that UK game show. I forgot what it's called. On with Dara Brian. Um, oh. I forgot what it's called. Uh, it, the name's on the tip of my tongue. It was on. It's in Dave, isn't it? On the yeah, Dave. on Dave Channel. And they um they played it on there. We we were talking with them. They they messaged me. and was like, "Do you have any copies left?" I was like, "I don't know. Like this is ages old." PS2 game. Um, yeah, we we had copies. Yeah. Yeah. So we had some copies and we sent them over and they were playing it and I was just like, "This is so cool!" Like I didn't think we'd even have copies left in the office, but. So, so yeah. Like DOA volleyball. <laughs> DOA volleyball. Oh whoa, hell yeah, man! Um, I've noticed that there's speaking of that DOA paradise thing, the game grumps. You, you know about you don't know about game grumps. Do you know about the game grumps? They were talk, they were playing the game. They were playing all of them, and they were like, "Yeah, we want to replay the game." And they were like, oh, "I wish there was a new one that came out." I don't think they know that there was a, a new game, obviously because it's Japan only. But yeah. Yeah. it's pretty interesting. Speaking of DOA, I don't know if you can talk about this, but there was a um, an Attack on Titan crossover with DOA a couple of years back when the first game came up. What did you think of that map? I liked it. You liked it? I, yeah? I'm a big Attack on Titan fan, and I will support any anime that we ever do. Yeah. And we obviously had the Attack on Titan and Fairy Tale anime packs in that one. So you had the Fairy Tale costumes, and Attack on Titan we had the Scout costumes, and then you had the level, like the stage of the Cross Titan. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I generally do choose that one when we're doing like, battles in the office. Mm. Mainly because it looks cooler when do I win. You, do you guys have like um, 
So like we when we have an argument, we settle it for TOA. We're like, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. I like that. Do you guys have the same thing? We don't really argue in the office. I mean, we have like heated discussions if we have different ideas, but I wouldn't say we argue. But obviously, you know, on Fridays, it's a chill day. We we'll like, gather around. If you guys were thinking, okay, what should we eat for lunch today? And then one of you guys wants pizza, and the other one wants like Chinese. I really want Chinese. Let's then, kill you. <laughs> so you don't like you don't chill out and play the games. We do chill out every Friday afternoon. We oh. all we all kind of have like a nice chilled chilled lunch. We go out for lunch, and then yeah. we kind of come back and maybe play two or three hours of games, which is always fun. We play some Dead or Alive. Generally, it's the go to choice. We I I am the champion at the moment. If anyone's listening from the office, <laughs> I just want to claim that now. It might change this Friday. So who's, who's but, your main opponent? Yeah. My main character. Oh, we got. Oh, we got two. Who's, we got two questions. Who's, who's your nemesis in the office in terms of the OA? Like, who's nemesis. the guy that can give you the best competition? Oh God, it's our content creator. Actually, he's gonna love that I shout him out right now. Josh, our content creator. He does all our trailers and all our yeah. fancy fun stuff. He is the he's the toughest person to beat, mainly because he actually knows the combos really well, and I like to button mash when I play these games. Nice. <laughs> so he's, he's, he was beating everyone. They came to me. I was like, I've got to, got to win this. So who's, who do you play as? Who's your name? I like playing as Mary Bros. And, you know... Oh my God, you guys are the same. I know. Like, you got to have taste. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's... My reigning debate. Mimi just called. Yeah, a couple of years back when they actually announced Mario Rose, and he was yeah. like an MCM. Marilena and Chin were showing us. They had like one of the posters, like yeah. a life-size poster, and I was like, "She's so short." Like I, I thought this. I was, I went up to Chin. I was like, "Chin, why is, why is she so small? Is there a problem with the poster?" And Chin was like, "That's her. It's a real height. It's like four foot she something." Yeah, she's small. But she's eighteen, so. But she's older than Ayane. is older than. Um, I don't think so. I think Ayana is 20. Maybe they were saying that to like hide the fact that she's... No, 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 no. no. She's... On the record, she's 18. All the characters are 18. All the characters are 18. All the characters are 18. But it's it's so weird because I think she's like Swedish or something or... Oh God, you're testing me now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that one. I think she is. Swedish or some sort of Scandinavian. She's just so good. Like when I play as her, I know I'm going to win. I'm that good with her. Like the other... I love playing as all the cast. I do switch up a lot when I'm playing with other people. But when I'm playing against Josh... I know I've got a win. Yeah. I, I just tend to play random characters. That's what we do now. We just, Randoms go. we just play random, so it's just fair. If someone ends up with Akira, we're like... Oh, oh, Akira. Akira's the worst He's character because he has two movesets. Punch, jump and punch, kick, and jump and kick. Sorry, that's four, like four moves. But that's what he has. I can't... I don't understand how people like are, are professionals with... Well, well, bear in mind, it's it's. I'm presuming he's only there because it's it's like an homage to Virtual Fighter. Because mm. you know, I think Sega worked on DOA like a and little bit or Sarah something. Was an easier character. Sarah's all right. Sarah's Sarah all right. Pi Pi is a really cool character as well. Oh yeah. There's costumes are cool. I I'll be honest, and I I like what Koei does with the community. And this brings me on to another question about community feedback. It's is that a lot of the costumes are costumes that are designed by um by the community members. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Cool. Yeah, um, the, the teams always like to listen to the community. Mm. I mean, for every game, this isn't even just in our live. You know, that we're, we're always listening. We're always sending them their information from Europe. Obviously, you know, some of the guys can't read English very easily, so we do transfer it over, translate it for them so they can understand. And they, they like that kind of stuff. I mean, Dead or Alive, the DLC, they like to have kind of that feedback from the community. Uh, the DW guys obviously been working on that recently. Um, AOT2, we had a few uh, fan feedbacks on that before launch for like online modes, and they're working on them because we're kind of supporting online mode for AOT2 sure. for the next few months. So kind of that fan feedback of what would be cool has been like heavily considered by the team before we kind of 
everybody's together. And so. do you guys kind of work with sort of YouTubers and things like that? Because I've noticed with the first Attack on Titan, you had PewDiePie, you had Markiplier, you had yeah. a bunch of big yeah. creators mm. playing the game and just hype. And I don't. I'm not sure if Koei gave them the game or not. I I presume that they bought the games themselves. I don't know. No, we did. So um, kind of part of my job as kind of public relations mm. is to to reach out to content creators, sure. influencers, um, and that's kind of been a big focus for me since I started my career in gaming. I've been very keen on the whole YouTube front. I yeah. think kind of working with these kind of YouTubers is like the new way forward. It paves a path for some new kind of content we can create. And AOT Wings of Freedom was my big first one with that. So me and the guy, um, Eric, the con- uh, community guy in KTA. Aaron, no, not Aaron. Aaron is a... <laughs> we, um, we worked together for Wings of Freedom to make sure that kind of all the big content creators had it. Sure. And we we're doing the same for AOT too. Um, so PewDiePie yeah, has it, Jacksepticeye has it, kind of all these big guys. They've all been playing it. So, yeah. I mean, they're all fans of um, Attack on Titan. So it's, it's quite nice to have something we can, we can give them as like a gift from us. And they just love playing it. <laughs> they just, I, they I enjoy it. One content creator that I really want to just give a shout out to. I'm not sure if you know Yo, uh, Diyoshi uh, Bradley. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. He's yeah. such a cool guy. He's a great Twitch streamer. And I've noticed every time Koei releases a game, he's always playing it. I, and I like that. He is on my list. I yeah. he's, he's, a, he's, a he's a cool guy. Oh, man, I love him. We're going to meet at TGS. He wasn't able to come sadly. But yeah, we were, we were going to meet last year. So hopefully this year. Hopefully so. Me and him can he's catch up. Nice he seems really cool. We, we work together a lot. So he's always on my list. He gets like review code as early as I can give it. He always sets up streams. He's really easy to work with. He's just really nice to arrange things with. So props to you, man. Uh, <laughs> what were you going to say? I wasn't going to say anything. You, you looked looking. like you were cringing right there. No, I'm not Was that cringing? That's me smiling. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you you <laughs> smiling. What the hell? Then I want to see what you look like when you're cringing. Smiling. Nice. <laughs> That's me smiling. Going back to the original off the tangents, we mentioned that you're you're kind of going reaching out to YouTubers and things like that. Yeah. I've noticed in the past, specifically with Dead or Alive, that there was a game DOA Dimensions. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. They sent out the um, big pro players, yeah. people like Swoozy, people like yeah. uh, Master Vanessa, these these people, and they helped create the game. Um, obviously not not in terms of coding or design, but I mean everything else, right? Yeah. So are we? Is that something that Koei is interested in doing in terms of fan feedback and getting I mean, more? Yeah, I mean the, the devs are really keen on what the fans think. I mean, I think Neo was a great example of that, where we had the alpha and the beta, yeah. um, and that wasn't intended just so people could play it. That was actually intended as a way to get feedback. So the way the alpha was before we even shared it out to anyone was was a very very different game than what we finally released. And it was all thanks to the fans. Everyone gave really good thoughts. Um, on the other side, obviously, with DOA, where we had like people like Swoozy and Master. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, we actually have Master on our team now. So oh, Master, yeah. yeah, Master's on our team now, and he promotes DOA. He's the uh, official DOA community man. Shout out to him. He's a great guy. We work quite closely. Yeah, Master's really nice. Um, yeah, we work together really closely. So yeah, he's, he's on the team, so he's helping us out with all the events and community feedback. He does like streams with the fans. Sure. So it's really cool. So he's, a, he's officially part of Koei's He is a part of us. He's a part of the hashtag KT family. <laughs> oh, I slipped to him. I slipped to him. This is what I actually wanted to get into, beside all the tangents. Do you know the origin of the KT family? I know very loose origin. Okay. Uh, this was before my time. Okay. okay. I was a fan. Chin did come introduce me. I don't know if Chin remembers, but I remember <laughs> there, was, there was an event with the game at the time and it was for I think Dynasty Warriors Gundam 2 sure 
and they were promoting it and they were asking I think the community manager at the time for game Aaron Cooper I don't know if you know him. he yeah. worked 2k games now he he was suggesting with Chin you guys need like a some sort of fan community name because you have the community it's just you don't have a name for it and then Chin was like okay what, what's the name for it and then there was someone called do you remember not Marky or Marky yeah. on Twitter yeah. he he came up with the name Ooh. KT family or the yeah. you know uh, or the TK family back then. We need we need another Koei uh, yeah. Tech model. I think that's that's really something that I really want to do. And Koei, uh, if you're listening, we'll make that happen. I, I, but like I said, I think yeah. back then the community was very well received. It was exactly, and I think that that's I've never seen another gaming community that's so yeah. tight knit like Koei's uh, one. Yeah, so it's all the games. Like I've seen yeah. people interact with like. I've, I'm even before I played DOA, I was friends with people who only played DOA and never yeah. played Dynasty Warriors. And then you introduce them to games, you're like, "Oh, dude, play Dynasty Warriors, play this or play that." Yeah. And now that everyone's into everything, and it's just so nice. And it's also the fact that there's a lot of stuff within the community, like giveaways, free free stuff Fridays. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's it's a nice way to be rewarded for like the love you have for your yeah. team and for your family to like get like you know like free merchandise of your favorite games yeah. and stuff. It's it's a nice way of saying, hey, thank you for, like, supporting us. When Chin left, that was one of the big things I wanted to make sure was kept. Because, obviously, Chin fostered this this great community. And everyone is so lovely. I mean, Chin introduced me in the early days when I started to the community. And they're all so nice. And I loved everyone. And, um, yeah, I mean, the Freebie Friday was something which I think when Chin left nearly disappeared. And I was very adamant that we keep kind of that stuff. I just like kind of, you know, giving sight back to the community. They always are really nice to us and always are doing a lot for us. Mm-hmm. I think it's nice that we can reward them with something. Yeah. And Freebie Friday and other competitions, that, I mean, we're running loads as we can. <laughs> it's always good. I think it's a nice way to interact with everyone and give them a chance. Going back on there, you said you wanted to, like, in terms of rewarding the community. But I, I also think the fact that we get games from you guys mm. is a reward. <laughs> I remember Warriors Orochi 3 was something that was never planned for overseas release. And it was something that Chin said. And I think he, he mentioned it on his personal Twitter at the time. I don't think yeah. he could have tweeted it on the Koei thing. He said, if you want it to happen, I want you guys to tell me. And the amount of people that were like, yeah, we want this game, we want this game. (laughs) So I think if it wasn't for the community, we wouldn't see games like Orochi 3, or we wouldn't see a lot of the games that don't get English, you know, English dubs and things like that. I think the community needs a big thank you as well, because if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't see games like Orochi, we wouldn't see All Stars, we wouldn't see all of these games anymore. So I think that's... Devs love seeing what everyone thinks. And obviously, if we're making a game in Japan and that kind of, you know, is in consideration to come over and they can see all the hype for it, then that's a really good selling point for the dev team to be like, you know what, let's just, let's give it to the fans. And yeah, that's awesome. I I love the fact that the community is so vocal because that's what you need with a community. You need them to tell you what you should be doing. It's 20 years of Megaforce this year, correct? Yeah. And it's also another celebration. Yeah. Your birthday. My birthday. What's your birthday? We're going to see on, on all the future Koei games, it, instead of a Crunchyroll thing, it's just going to be a birthday card. Happy birthday, Nathan. <laughs> Celebrate my birthday. Hashtag. That's what it is. <laughs> no, no, seriously, when is your birthday? On the 25th of July. 25th of July. The anniversary of another company. Yeah. One that hired me. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm born the same day as Koei was born. Just I need to clarify this right now. I'm not 40, guys. So. <laughs> In case I look that way. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say, calm down. <laughs> no, it's, um, you know, yeah, we, we will be. I mean, we have to go anyway. It's my birthday. Yeah. Firstly, I mean. No, I mean, we'll, we'll probably, uh, we're going to spend the day gaming, I think, celebrating all our releases. I mean, we like to have kind of days in the office, especially in the summer when it quietens down for us a little bit. We kind of just bond together. So you're not going to get, like, a birthday cake? I mean, the guys are going to get me a birthday cake. Uh, <laughs> quick question, what's your favorite cake? Oh, see, 
I'm torn now. You're making this hard for me. You're what? making this hard because right, red velvet. right, red velvet. red velvet is awesome. First date. So first date. I also love chocolate cake a lot. Like chocolate cake is up, but I've I've kind of gone on to like donuts more than cakes a bit more. We've been getting Krispy Kremes for people's birthdays recently. Damn, I am sold on Krispy Kremes. <laughs> Can I say the entire box? Because I would eat an entire box. <laughs> okay. Um, the Nutella one is on point. I'm going to say. Oh, Reese's peanut butter. I really want. I'm actually hungry right now and I would love a donut. Can we get some donuts? Then? <laughs> we actually have a Morrison's booth with a Krispy Kreme inside. Yeah, we, should, we have a Morrison's um, just in town and like every lunch we have to walk past the Krispy Kreme booth. So we open the door, just go, and then just walk out. <laughs> we probably look really crazy. Just like three guys from Koei walking in, sniffing the door in our stand and leaving. We mean well. We sell games, so we've got this. <laughs> I should have bought donuts. I feel like I should have had the donuts here. So when this came up, I could just be like, what? <laughs> no, they're just mine. They're just mine. <laughs> Why would we share with them? They're not on the podcast. They didn't come I mean, yeah, they're nice, but I mean, if they don't come and say hi, are they yeah, nice? They're nice. I thought there was, a, I thought there was a mutual exchange happening, oh, okay, yeah, and exactly. then that didn't happen. There is actually a mutual exchange. I want to finish this episode by giving you guys something. It's very odd, but there's only one, of, two of these in are the we world. The we are finishing the episode. We didn't even ask any of the questions. That's we right. didn't, but <laughs> I think. There's 18 questions. We only answered one. No, like seriously. Sorry. What was the original topic of this episode? The original topic of this episode was Dynasty Warriors Nine. Yeah, but we we're talking about we donuts. Talking about, we went off topic. That's what but I said. Guys, we we did. Oh my god. So. Uh, we no, we didn't. We 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 briefly we spoke about Jinkai and that was it. But let's good let's. Game, right. Okay, good game by Dynasty Warriors Nine. It's out on Steam. It's out on Xbox One and PS4. And and AOT2 PS4, out yesterday. Xbox, Steam, and PC. No, I said Steam. Steam, um, Steam and PC. Xbox, Switch, and Steam. It but, even comes, if you buy AOT2, you also will get a Crunchyroll plus a free trial. Crunchyroll trial. Yeah. Use our Crunchyroll trial. Not, not the one that comes with the game. You can use that afterwards. But, and then buy the game. And then buy the game. <laughs> <laughs> buy, buy two copies of the game. Yeah, make sure you have two. Give one to a friend. Yeah. Uh, no, buy two copies for yourself and then oh, buy two yeah. copies for your friend. That's how it is. Speaking of games, we got this. This is actually, there's, there's a story behind this game. And I'll, I'll let you think about that. Now, this game, it's signed, but it's, it's very odd about it. That's what makes it really rare. We were given a copy of Words of Orochi 3 um, Hyper. We don't have a Wii U. But we were given, we were given this. Chin was giving them away. Uh, I think people were answering questions. We got two copies. One for each of us. Ooh. A lot of people, instead of doing anything with it, because a lot of people didn't have a Wii U at the time, a lot of people sold it at CX at, in MCM, so they they got the game for free and then sold it. Oh, damn, okay. Which is a bit douchey. But what we did was we, we noticed that there was some voice actors there. I understand that this game is Japanese voice only, <laughs> but a lot... This actually happened when we got to meet Yuri Lowenthal and, um, and Tara Platt, the voices of Sunsa, Zhang He, and Wang Yuanji. And Jang Le- but we met a lot of them, and what basically they saw that I had the game, and they they thought it was Dynasty Warriors, <laughs> so they were like, "Oh, we got to sign this," and they took it from me and they signed it. So they signed it, and then I thought, "Okay, I have this signed copy." I I also um, 
Troy Baker, we had Troy Baker sign it. We also had Richard Epcar signed it as well. Uh, we had Lex Lang, voice of Zhuge Liang, sign it. Um, we got, no, Carl Ebert didn't come to London. That's why. But we basically, our, our initial plan was to get these and sign them and then sell it off for an auction and give it to charity. We had two copies. One of them we're, we're still doing that for, but this copy is for Koei. Yeah, 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 this copy's oh, for Koei. Um, so, because so we always like to bring special gifts to people that we. I remember that day. I went up to Troy Baker and I was like, "Can you please hide these toys?" And he looked to me like people are asking for like Batman kind of <laughs> stuff, and I'm just like, "No, I'm here for Ninja Gaiden." Oh, that's, that's another thing. It's when we went to see them, they were all very happy because, for example, a lot of to see Yuri Lowenthal because he was Yosuke on Persona yeah. and things, and he's a very he's a Prince of Persia and stuff like that. Yeah. And when he saw this. And he's also Ben 10. When we spoke to him originally, the people in the line, they, we went in line twice and we took a picture with him and he was very happy that we, we brought this up because he loves those characters. He loves Zhang, he loves Zhang He, one of his favorite characters he told me to voice. Playson Sir. And I don't think Taishi Sir. But I think there was a bunch of characters that he voiced in Dynasty Warriors. And they were very happy because he also voices Hayate. Oh, that's another thing. What's his name? The guy that voices Sonic. What's his, do you know his name? He also voices Ezio from Assassin's Creed. And a lot of people are going to him. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's going to be so upset that I forgot his name. So no, but he's the voice of Zhang Liao. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, and he even did the voice. Like, we didn't ask him. Yeah, we didn't ask him. He saw, he saw the game. He was like, Zhang Liao. We loved him. And cause, because a lot of people were coming for like the mainstream games. Roger Smith. So he close with Richard. <laughs> close with Richard. Close but yeah, he's he was a great he sport was, about uh, it. So yeah. all of them are really cool. So we asked them to sign it. No, he he said something. Re- I remember it. he said something really dark and depressing. Like, and then dark thunderstorms and stuff. And he went running like I'm a ninja and just like I'm a ninja. I was like, whoa, so cool. <laughs> we do understand that the, their their characters are in the game. Their characters, but they didn't voice it. But it's a. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. That's no one else cool. has this, so I think that's for you guys as a as like a thank you. They were really cool. They're very difficult to get on. I spoke to Yuri, and Yuri said we never had them on because they were so busy. Yuri, Keiji, oh my god, Keiji is so amazing. Um, anyway, they're really they're really cool people, but um, it was very difficult to get those guys on because they recently uh, Yuri Lonethal and Tara recently had a child, so it's it's like it's very very difficult to get them on because. I, I was rooting for them from the first day. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's they're really cool. They're really cool people. But anyway, that's for you guys. Um, okay, we'll put that on the shelf. We've got a nice shelf. This is mine. So we'll put that there. That will just be like in the middle. Yeah. Uh, enjoy that. I think uh, there's only two people. <laughs> they they're selling it online on eBay. I'm like, ah oh, man, come on. Really rare Koei Tecmo Signed by KTE. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'd never do that. Um, but yeah, so there's only two of these in the world. That is cool. So that's something. Okay. Two oh. two of these copies of the <laughs> Wii U game <laughs> in the world. And I don't know yeah, if it's cool. something you want to show the Japanese guys next time they come in. Just saying, because last time They're when we when we spoke to Chin, uh, he gave us a poster, Dynasty Warriors Two poster, cool. from back in the day. And I still, I've, I've yet I to frame it. Oh, so, so good. Let's. Dinosaur Wars 2 best game. Uh, anyway, if you guys want to support us, go check out Crunchyroll for your 14 day free trial. Then, and go to crunchyroll.com for slash kunai. Once you've done that, once you've signed up for that free trial, go buy Attack on Titan 2. And then use the, the 30 day free trial. And 
Fun fact, if you buy Attack on Titan 2 and you tell me that you've bought the game, I will give you the first, let's say the first two people that do that, I will give you a three-month subscription to Crunchyroll. I'm that generous. So I'll give that to you guys if you buy the game and take a picture. <laughs> you have the game. But we, we already get Crunchyroll for free anyway. Just give her free coffee. Okay, that's it. So if, 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 you've, if you've bought the game and you show me that you bought the game, I will give you a three-month Crunchyroll subscription. You didn't buy it. I said if you bought the game. So if you're a member of the press and you're trying to... But, that's it. That's it. Just posting the same thing. So I think that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much, Nathan. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure to be on. I can't wait. Hopefully we get yeah. Hopefully we get you back on soon. And then thank you very much for Georgina. Thank you. I just Stephen, I was part of this. I just jumped into the conversation. Into the conversation. But that's what that's how this is. This is very friendly environment. Free for all. Yeah. Sounds scary now. That's what it is. It's my turn to speak. You just punch me. Give me the mic. Or you just bite your thumb and you just turn into a time. Yeah, Thank you. Have the same do you think what? so? You and Aaron. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, oh, clearly. Like Hell yeah. Hell you. Hell you. No, 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 no. But his hair is really nice. Omega face. We didn't. We're to, judging his hair. Judging his, hair. <laughs> his hair is amazing. Oh, he he uses um head and shoulders. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't you don't want dandruff, especially if you're a titan. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not nice. I mean, they're in the middle of a war. What is that kind of condition? No, they, they have I mean, to take I'm care of their hair. They'll have butter or something. It's like butter? Oh, oh. I know times are desperate, but I would not put butter in my hair. <laughs> Coconut butter, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I never understood Titans. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You know, being fanboys and fangirls, and Georgina's looking at me like, I'm so unimpressed. <laughs> why Why are you just doing this? You're, you're hurting me, Georgina. You know that. Get to the point. All right, I'm going to ask the questions. Jeez. She wants you, she wants, she wants the deep. I just want the gossip. You want the gossip. She's here for the gossip, guys. Um, <laughs> stay in store, kids. Don't do drugs. Stay in store. Stay in store. That's what it is. Stay, that's, what, that's what it is. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, guys.